I give everybody the same beautiful treatment that I'm humanly capable of giving. And so really making that choice of going, you're right, like I'm consciously or even unconsciously like choosing to meditate on this, on this one negative experience and giving a lot of thought and time and attention to it when I could choose to meditate on all of the happy clients and all of the things I have to be grateful for. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I have David Hassenmeyer, my amazing husband. You, you thought about going with a different name, like David, the main friend. <laughs> I was like, should I add his last name? Can, should, do we need to call it that we don't have the same last name? That's, uh, that's where my mind went. I did not take his last name, but I am his wife. <laughs> You're on this episode with me today. Thank you and welcome. Thanks for being here. I would like to have a conversation about... Difficult situations in our Difficult businesses. Situations in our so businesses. maybe I How will preface. Uh, maybe <laughs> I will preface and say, in all the years of doing this, mm-hmm. there have been. First of all, let's say all the years. There's been nearly two decades of being a business owner and entrepreneur, mm. which is wild yeah. to think about for me. You've been on board maybe eight years mm-hmm. of that or so. Yeah, six year old. Almost. So yeah, yeah. eight or nine years. Yeah, yeah, maybe longer. So in all of the years of doing this, I have had a perfect track. Just kidding. Now <laughs> <laughs> there have been clients that have ended up not happy. They have been very, very few and far between. I could count on one hand, most of those years, all of the clients that have been unhappy or have expressed any level of disappointment mm-hmm. with the experience they've had. And I feel very proud of that. I feel grateful to do what I do and to continue learning. I think a huge part of that probably is, if you've been following the podcast for a while, there's an episode on highly sensitive people, HSPs. And I think that probably is a reflection of me being a highly sensitive person, of of kind of feeling and knowing intuitively when something feels off. I can kind of pick up on that and go, okay. And then that allows me to quickly pivot and remedy that a lot of times in the moment. Now, that is not always true. There have been a couple of times over the years where that is not been the case and somebody has expressed disappointment this year mm-hmm. <laughs> i would say like maybe like three or four times like over all of those years combined right this year we've had multiple and i want to talk about that yeah. <laughs> recently we had a wedding weekend i don't know 
what was up with the weekend. I did hear from other people as well that same weekend. It felt like people were all having kind of more challenging experiences than normal. So who knows, maybe there was something up with the moon or <laughs> stars were aligned. I don't know, who knows? I don't really know what to think about all of that sometimes, but I certainly feel like I noticed that with our kids. And anyway, we won't get into all that. But so there's two weddings that I had in a weekend. I had a Friday wedding and I had a Sunday wedding and both of the clients, it was just not ideal. It didn't go as planned. And I kind of knew it was coming, especially with the Friday client. There was a number of reasons why I felt like I didn't get to do my job or couldn't do it well. And I kind of could tell by the end, I, I don't think they're super happy. And I wasn't sure if it was with me specifically or if they're just not happy in general. But I had kind of warned our team like, hey, we're not going to be asking for reviews on this one. <laughs> just kind of a heads up that like things, there could be more conversations needing to be had. And sure enough, within a couple of days, we got an email, a very lengthy email. that was very direct, very pointed, basically telling me all the reasons why they were unhappy with me, with their experience with Almond Leaf Studios and just very, very dissatisfied. And so I thought it would be helpful to have a conversation and have you in on this conversation because you are a huge part of me working through that. And I think that it's really good to normalize that, to recognize that even somebody who's been doing this for forever and have, have hundreds of weddings under my belt and feel really proud of the workflow and the service and the experience that I provide. I mean, I've worked so hard to craft this incredible experience. Like even with that, there are people that are just not going to be happy. What are some of the perspectives that you and I have had to come to when somebody is not happy like there, that? Well, I think that there are two spaces that we can go. We can go with the response or we can go with then what we need to do internally. Mm -hmm. So like I think immediately internally it can wreck, especially someone like yourself. It can wreck anybody really. I'm not a highly sensitive individual, but I really like to please people and I want people to be happy with what I have done or what I've done for them. So hearing that people are unhappy with me or with what I've done is never easy. And I don't think it's easy for anyone. So let's put aside sensitivity levels. I think no one likes to be told <laughs> that what they did was not good or not helpful yeah. or whatever. So immediately there needs to be a reflection of like, okay, why does this go so deep? Why do I immediately question everything? And why does it immediately go to my self-worth? And I think that there's all kinds of difficulty with that, but there's got to be some introspection right away mm -hmm. and finding the space to realize that it's like a drop in the ocean of good. And so like the truth is like, what does that do? And I understand like you could have a clear bottle of water and drop the teeniest, tiniest of black ink and then the whole thing's going to look kind of shaded brown mm -hmm. like or a gray color. And so it can, it can totally tint your perspective on all the good and all the pieces of what you've done that's been great. And it's also important to see that that's the way the world is. I mean, you've got multi-billion dollar companies that still have crazy amounts of complaining. And like, I mean, Starbucks literally produces the exact same cup of coffee for everybody. And some people hate it and some people like it. And some people keep going back even though they don't really like it. <laughs> and they'll just keep doing it. And so it's good to keep a perspective, I think, on all of that. But then I think when it comes to then therefore responding to a client, to whoever you're having this kind of altercation with, it's always best to 
listen, hear, and not quickly respond. You did that with this one, like you immediately journaled and like wrote down all of your responses that you would have in your head. And then let's sleep on that and know what's best to then say. And then instead of putting it in an email, let's have an actual phone conversation because mm-hmm. we're two humans with real hearts and minds and, and voices. Yeah. So let's hear those voices and see what is best to do next because there's a reason that you hired only like that, that they hired you and they felt like they didn't get what they hired you for. And there's about five reasons that you feel like that didn't happen. And so do they want to hear that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just want to be mad. And there are people in the world that will always be mad and just live in that world. And that's okay. But it's, it's really, I think, a really good thing that they reached out to you specifically instead of just leaving some crazy review yeah. without interacting with you. So that shows that they probably do want some sort of conversation. I think that's a great place to begin the conversation because I think there's that acknowledgement, like my ego, when I read that, got defensive and mad and hurt immediately. And I wanted to- Mostly hurt. Mostly hurt. But when I get really (laughs) hurt, I get mad. Right. Like I, yeah. Or when I get really mad, I start crying. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there and just like feeling super defensive, like, well, only one of those things is actually something that I feel like I need to apologize for. Like I dropped the ball on that. I should not have done that. And I own that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The rest of their, you know, nine other points are all things that were completely outside of my control. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in a position of trying to do the best I could, given the situation I was handed. I don't think they knew a lot of those reasons. And that's where, you know, we're kind of having the conversation, like, do they actually want to know that? I don't know. And that's something that we need to hear in the conversation that I'll be having with them in two days. (laughs) So I think the first thing I would say is like, if you have a hard conversation or a difficult client, first, just acknowledge the fact that they're communicating to you is actually really good. You can only grow if you receive that feedback. You can't improve on something that you don't know you've made a mistake on. So that's helpful. Also. Apathy is like the worst version (laughs) possible. You know, if they were just apathetic or mad and not communicating to you, like that causes more problems than them communicating to you. So even though you might receive some feedback and you might feel really defensive and you might want to email them back in a big fury of anger and whatever right away, I would say for sure, like sleep on it. You know, for me, I knew I couldn't go to sleep with having all of that within me. Like I wasn't going to be able to rest well without getting that out of my body out of my mind, out of my heart. So I just needed to write it all down and I could just write as freely and defensively as I wanted. Like, you know, and this is why this, and this is why, like, just get it out, get out of your body. You don't even need to get it out with somebody else. You can just get it out on paper. You can leave that, that kind of aggression, anger can be a little more neutral and then have a conversation with somebody that you trust to, to ask them to hold a safe space for you. So I think those are some really big, important things. I think the other thing, you know, I just come back to like, I can't even remember where I've learned this. It's probably been a number of different counselors and trainings and stuff over the years, but really the belief that most people just long to be seen and heard. And I look at it from a more neutral perspective. I look at that email and I go, okay, they continue to use this terminology of, I can't remember the word that they use, but basically like for the sake of being open, you know, for the sake of being candid. Yeah, that was the word they used for the sake of being candid. And so, and, and, you know, I didn't ask for that candidity (laughs) for for their candidness. (laughs) 
but they offered it. And so what was the hope, the intention? What's the heart behind that? Like, what are they hoping for? And I think that's where, you know, again, I could respond and be really defensive, or I could say, well, get on the phone with them and, and just listen and say, begin with the apology of like, yo, I, I totally screwed this up and I'm so sorry. Like that one was my fault. And I really apologize. I own that. I wish that that was not the case, but I did. And then just kind of ask some questions, you know, and hear more of like, what's going on. I think a lot of times when they, people offer an email like that, there's sometimes a deeper issue. It's possible that I could be the scapegoat for some other frustrations that they have about their day. And, and it just was easiest to take that out on me. It's also possible it was actually all about me and it had nothing to do with anybody else. But I can't really know that without having a conversation and listening to them. And then really trying to to not be defensive even in the moment, you know, and recognize that like we all just need to be seen and heard. So if they can feel seen and heard in their frustration, that might be all that needs to happen is to say, hey, I hear you. I see that. I want to serve you. I want you to have a great experience. And to also understand that, like you said, like another person with a heart over here, like, so let's have a conversation human to human about it as well. I will never forget. I think it will be one of those defining moments in our marriage and in business. I'm sitting over here. I just read this email. I, I told you, oh man, I just got the email I kind of knew was probably coming <laughs> from these clients. And I'm sitting over there and just like writing in a fury and you come over and you just interrupt me and you grab my face with both hands and you just looked at me and you said, you are really good at your job. And I'm crying. <laughs> she <laughs> might cry. It was so moving because I don't think I knew in that moment that I needed to hear that. I don't think that I did. And I think that you knew that, which was just really cool and really beautiful. So I'm grateful to you for that, for seeing me in that way and for taking action because you had the choice to acknowledge that I needed that and to still not take that action. And I'm grateful that you did choose to take that action and to to do something pretty bold. You know, like you came and just like interrupted everything that I was in. And you know that sometimes I get irritable, <laughs> cranky when, when I'm interrupted and you chose to do it anyway. And I was so glad that you did. So thank you for that. And then the other part of it, just thinking like it continued to permeate the next couple of days, you know, like I had to go show up and do a jobs. And I found myself the next day I was, I was walking into a wedding day. This email came right before the night before another big weekend. And I was walking into a wedding day and just feeling like, so many feelings, you know, it's almost like trauma. Mm. Like there was like, it triggered some kind of trauma within me where I felt like You're nervous. Shaking. Yeah. I was like shaking going into the next wedding day. And I was like, there's nothing about this day that merits this kind of response. But I feel like there's almost this trauma that was triggered of, you know, again, maybe it's something about being highly sensitive. Maybe that would be true for anybody. I don't know. But for me, it was, it was like, I, I found myself like trying to just calm my nervous system down, like going, yo, man, this is like crazy. There's nothing about this situation that merits this response. So I need to help my, my nervous system calm down. So I found myself taking like really deep breaths, trying to like take a moment and just like breathe, hold that breath really deep, like hold it and then breathe out, like breathing really deep and slowing down my breath because I know that that can calm the nervous system a lot. But I think it's natural to have those things trigger other areas, you know, where maybe there's past challenging situations, or maybe there's other areas in your life where that can, it can be a reflection of something else greater. So I think that one of the things to take away as a business owner is also to never negate the complaint because 
it's okay to complain. It's okay to not be satisfied. It's okay to be upset. And like Elizabeth said before, sometimes people need to be heard. Some people need to be seen. Always, we need to be heard and seen. And it could be about us. It could be about somebody else. It could be about lots of things. And it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, if somebody is unsatisfied with something that we produced or that we were a part of, we need to find out why. Is it a learning? Everybody is your teacher in that space. And we can respond and we will respond, but we're not going to respond with anger and with fighting because that's never helpful. And some people might want to fight and that's their prerogative. But honestly, like we, I think Elizabeth and I both are the type of people who don't like that sort of confrontation. We don't complain often. We have had bad experiences at places that we love. And one time I remember writing a DM to somebody because we know the owners of that restaurant and saying like the food that we got looked nothing and had none of the things that like you said it had like on the menu and on this like the reason I came is because you had a special tonight I saw on Instagram I was so excited about and it came out just like here's some fried oysters and I was like I came because it had all this amazingness and I'm not mad at you I don't expect you to give me anything but it was because of Elizabeth saying She's like, as a business owner, I would want to know that that happened mm -hmm. because whether the chef was there or not, that chef trusts four other people, five other, 17 other people to really make his vision come to life. And if somebody's slacking at that, it's important to know that. It doesn't mean that somebody needs to get fired. It doesn't mean that they need to give money back. It doesn't mean that, but it can totally change the perspective of the entire group if half the team thinks that they can do it a different way or if something's not being explained well and things are, are falling apart and the poor guy doesn't even know, <laughs> doesn't realize it's happening because there's nobody with the gumption to speak up and say, oh man, and then we could have made the decision, well, we'll never go back. And then we'd miss out on one of our favorite things in the world. And we go there like twice, three times a week. Like it's one of our favorite places. And it made me feel so awkward and so uncomfortable. But it's important to have those people. It's important to keep businesses checking themselves and knowing where they're dropping balls, where they can improve. And maybe not a lot of action needs to change, but just the awareness was good enough. And so, yeah, with this particular client, I mean, who knows what, how that is all going to pan out, but it doesn't really matter because it's good to get negative feedback. <laughs> no, that sounds so no. bad. And so whatever, but like, it means that we're human and sometimes we mess up and sometimes we do it differently or sometimes we do it perfectly and that person still isn't happy. And we need to check, like, how are we speaking to people during the client interaction, like, are we explaining what we need best to make their dreams come true? Because if they're feeling like they thought they were getting this and got that, then how did we mislead them? Because they obviously had an idea that was given to them by us about who and what they were going to receive. And so that should come into play too. Yeah, totally. I also am thinking about, you know, at some point, following that conversation, the email and the exchange and, and our conversations even about it, where as I was getting ready the next day and, you know, kind of moving into a wedding day that I was shaking and kind of just feeling really nervous and feeling really triggered by all of it. And knowing that like, 
I need to just let this go, but like, couldn't just let it go. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel like I was holding onto it, but I knew intuitively that I was, and I wasn't sure where or how to like loosen the grip. And I think the thing for me that changed it all was something that you said. It was like, literally, no matter how much we talked about it, no matter how much I tried to convince myself to stop caring so much, to stop worrying so much, I couldn't until you said something that was really profound to me. You said, if you meditate on this one person, this one couple, this one situation, rather than all the years of the happy clients, you could really do a lot of damage. It took a minute for it to like really sink in. And I was like, holy crap, you're right. I'm meditating. I'm giving my attention, my time, my thought, my energy to one. When I have hundreds of happy clients, hundreds, like so many clients that are thrilled that I could do no wrong. You know, they just loved everything about it. And I did not treat them differently. They all had the same access to me. I didn't give one preference. I didn't do anything more magical. I give everybody the same beautiful treatment that I'm humanly capable of giving. And so really making that choice of going, you're right. Like I'm consciously or even unconsciously like choosing to meditate on this, on this one negative experience and giving a lot of thought and time and attention to it when I could choose to meditate on all of the happy clients and all of the things I have to be grateful for. So if you're listening today and you find yourself in a difficult conversation, or if you feel like you had a hard wedding day and you're not sure if they will come at you with some kind of a angry email or whatever it might be. Feeling like a failure. (laughs) If you you feel like a failure today. Good enough. I'm strong enough and doggone it. People like (laughs) you're joking, but also let's do it. That's from SNL. (laughs) That's an old sketch. I actually heard somebody, I don't know where this was, and this is pretty crazy and out there, but I heard somebody wrote a book recently. I don't even know who it was. It's all about this theory where you basically like high five yourself in the mirror every day, but you do it naked or in your underwear. (laughs) Basically just like affirming yourself for who you are. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So if you're feeling really stuck today, high five yourself in the mirror. (laughs) Apparently it works. She wrote a book. I don't know. Every day. (laughs) <laughs> I've done that since I was 12. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Ever since I grew pubic hair. Oh, <laughs> I've been married to like, you for a while. You're becoming a man. <laughs> <laughs> I see your true colors. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, on that note. It's <laughs> a weird way to end it. I don't even know where I saw it. I binge on TikTok every now and then just because I find it so funny. Laughter is very healing. Yeah, but laughter and just a smile. I was in a like a really tense space, just myself feeling really behind on work and behind on life and feeling like I was just dropping the ball and giving mediocre everything to everybody. And I literally was just driving home, I think, from dropping off Jaden from school or something. And there's this super old lady. I mean, like, I should not have been driving a car. (laughs) <laughs> like it, was, it was endangering a lot of people, but I pulled up next to her at a stoplight and I mean, she's in this big whoopty car and she's got music on, obviously, because she's kind of like bouncing and she just looks over at me like with this huge smile. And I just smiled like so big and like everything changed. I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> like there was just something about that moment that just the smile given to me was so 
needed and a, and a balm to something that was ill and made me smile and changed the outlook of that day. Hmm. So smile. <laughs> Even if it feels forced fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some science behind that. Who knows? I don't know it, but I would add to just in closing that you're not alone. If you feel like things feel hard or heavy, if you are dealing with a difficult situation, or if you are finding yourself in a space of giving energy towards something that you don't want to, that may our story, our openness, our vulnerability about this situation be a reminder to you that we all have the ability to meditate on things that really move us towards what we want in life instead of towards anger and frustration and holding that kind of a challenging situation like in our bodies. You know, that for me, it was with shaking even that morning and feeling like I couldn't just like calm down, that our nervous system is really just trying to protect you. It wants to keep you alive. Let's keep you safe. And so it's like, hey, there's a threat. We got to freak out. We got to protect. We got to protect. And we get really defensive. But I think when we can kind of remind ourselves, our subconscious, our neuro pathways, that we can just calm down. (laughs) It's okay. There's not a tiger trying to kill you. (laughs) There's not like, like you have safety, that you have community, you have protection. And if you are living in somewhere where a tiger can kill you, I'm sorry for that comment. You should be scared. <laughs> you can live in that fear. <laughs> that you're welcome. You're apologizing for my comment. Well, I mean, if, if they're finding the space to listen to this podcast, I'm guessing that there's not immediate danger. Immediate um, <laughs> look over your shoulder. Is the tiger oh. there? <laughs> if not, okay, take a breath. <laughs> People are either going to want to go out for drinks with us after this or avoid us at all costs. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for hanging with us. I hope that was helpful. Our doors are always open. You can always DM us on Instagram or reach out at hello at almondleafstudios.com. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.